for that. Lord, you could look beyond our humanity. You could look beyond our faults and our failures. And you'd see the need that we had, Lord, the need for you. Because, Lord, that's what it takes in our lives is you. That you would come and dwell in human beings once again. And raise us up out of the old muck of the world. Lord, to be made into sons and daughters of the King vessels of honor, Lord, and we're thankful for that. We ask, Lord, you just come tonight and speak to hearts and lives. Lord, did you take this vessel? I need you, Lord, the strength, Lord, I pray. We just commit this service to you, everything to be said and done for your glory and for your honor, Lord. Touch each one, we pray, by your presence. Lord, how we felt you, how we've seen you already. Lord, we just know, Lord, you have something for us tonight. Lord, we just look with great anticipation. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Turning our Bibles to Psalms chapter 119. Psalms 119 and 103 says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than the honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. God bless you today and you be seated. Actually, today you had studied something else out, and um, Lord, I hit a quote, and it just sparked something, and this flame got a little brighter and hotter than the other one, so we put the other one back over there, and we'll pick it up later. But I just want to speak to you on light, light-footed, light-footed. The Word is as a lamp, as our Scripture says, the Word is a lamp unto my feet, a lamp for the path we are on in life. You know, these lamps that David was speaking about, if you, if you can put this in your mind, it wasn't what we have today. He didn't have a Q-beam back in that day or, or some great street lamp out there or something or something that would illuminate a whole stadium. But they had little lamps that would, they would put in some a little cruise that was a little small vessel and they would put in it oil and out of that oil they would lay a wick and it would come out and they would kind of learn to squeeze. I was looking at them today. They would learn to squeeze one end of it to where the, the uh, wick could lay out the end and they would light it because that wick would pull that oil up and that was what gave the light. But these lamps that David was speaking of was not the bright beams of light we have today but it was a light that they used in that day. And it would give out the light enough for each step. For each step, and as you would move one step, it would illuminate the next step. That's how God is. You know, He don't always tell you how everything's going to work out or how everything in between you're coming out and you're going in is going to be, but He gives a word or a lamp to light up every step so that you can be with, you can have assurance that when you put your foot on something, that it's solid and it won't slip. 
Amen. It'll light, and this lamp will light your way to deliverance. It may not light up the whole path where you see it, see it actually all the things take place and how you're going to get there, but it will light your way up to deliverance. It will light your way up to healing. It'll light your way up to the Holy Ghost. It'll light your way to the body change one step at a time. Amen. You may not know what's all in front of you, but you just keep on walking, and as you walk, it will be revealed unto you. Amen, because this light has enough light for every step that you take. Brother Brandon would use this, and he said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and to my path. And you say, well, Brother Brandon, I don't understand it all. He said, neither do I. But I believe it, and I know that that light is going to shine for me when I have need of it. Amen. You know, he's, he's, he's in, in this place, he's telling a story of being into, in Kentucky somewhere, and, and there was this lady that came up, a little barefooted girl, and maybe about 15 years old, and she had a little baby that had the palsy. And he said, what's the matter with the baby? And said, well, she's got the jerks, and she didn't know what to call it, you know, she didn't know the medical term, but... He said, the little thing probably never had a pair of shoes on in her life. Some man's darling, long hair hanging down. I said, do you believe? And she said, yes, sir, I sure do believe. And I looked at that baby, and I took it. And while I was praying, it quit jerking and went out. And the next day, I was up squirrel hunting. And over on the side of the mountain, I heard some men sitting there talking. And a, and a saw got to buzzing. And I slipped down out of where I was hunting. And I'd been squirrel hunting. And I, 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 I walked down to where they was at. And he said, I realized they was talking about me. And they were sitting there with a chew of tobacco spitting, leaves are flying like that. And they were talking about that baby that was prayed for. And he said, one of them said, I seen that baby. And I went by there this morning and it's not jerking yet this morning. He said, whatever that was, that was real. And so they had rifles leaning against the tree, he said, so I thought I better make myself known, you know, and said, I, 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 they had feuds down in that area, he said. So I walked up and I said, good morning, brother. And the good fella, big fella seemed to be speaking. He had a chew at the back of his mouth and out, out the side, you know, coming out, spitting in the, in the, in the, in the leaves there and swallowing it and carrying on. And, uh, and all of a sudden he looked around though, and he seen brother Branham standing there and he reached up and got his hat off and jerked it off because he recognized who he was, and he swallowed that old chew at the back and said, "Good morning, parson." He said, "Respect. That's right. How you ever gonna how he, how he ever lived over it? I don't know, but he did." But he said, you know, the next night coming back, there was a man that wanted to argue with me with what had happened. And he said, he went to a church that didn't believe in divine healing. It was a Methodist church there in White Hill, Kentucky. As he was standing outside, he had a lantern in his hand. And he said, I want to say something, preacher. I just can't accept it because I can't see it. I said, you can't see it? He said, no, I'm a sick man myself, but I just can't see healing. I just can't see where God can do it. I said, well, where do you live? And he said, well, back over there somewhere. And said, well, now, how are you going to get home? Well, I'm going to walk home. Can you see your way home? No, sir. I said, yep, it's an awful dark night tonight and cloudy and no moon out. And said, yes, how are you going to get home? He said, by this lantern. I said, the lantern doesn't show light all the way to the house. Amen. I said, how do you, how do you go? He said, I will walk by the lantern. I said, that's it. You got to walk, got the light of the lantern now. And every time you step this way, the light will keep showing right ahead of you. Amen. If you just keep walking, the light will keep going with you. 
Hallelujah. And, do, and you do that this morning. He said, if you want Christ, the great high priest, the intercessor for your sickness or disease or, or for your soul, you may not understand it, or, but we're commanded to walk in the light as he is the light. And you make one step in the light, and when you get that light, when you got that light with you, the light will shine all the way to perfect day. Amen. So that's how it is. It isn't that we can see all the way from here to our healing or all the way from here to our deliverance, but we got the light with us. And the light is going to lead us and it's going to guide us and it's going to be with us because his word promised it. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So if you take one step, it's going to illuminate the next step. And you're going to have enough faith to take the next step. And you're going to keep walking until one day you walk into your healing or one day you walk in the Holy Ghost or one day you walk into your body change. Amen. And I believe that's the way it is happening. This word is illuminating a group of people. Amen. It may not illuminate and tell us what year he's coming or or what day it's going to be, but we're going to take one step at a time, one service at a time, from glory unto glory, until the light illuminates that glorious day and the dead in Christ rises. Hallelujah. Amen. I I, I was reading about these things and I looked in Psalms 19 and verse 8. It says, the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So it's illuminating the path. It's, it's giving you the eyes to see. In Psalms 43 and verse 3, it said, oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Come on now. Is that what we want to be led by? How many is tired of getting led by your thoughts? Amen. Getting led by your passion or your pride or, or your arrogance or whatever. Amen. Let the word of God lead me. Let the light of God light my path and let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Amen. This light has a destination. Amen. It's not leading us to our destruction. It's leading us to our deliverance. Amen, it's not leading you to your death. It's leading you to your healing. It's not leading you to your defeat. It's leading you to your victory. Amen, this light has a destination. It'll bring me into the holy hills and to that tabernacle. Then will I go into the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yeah, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieting within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. Hallelujah. The health of my countenance and my God. So this, this, God, this light is, uh, is to light our path. It's, uh, it's to show us the way to go. Amen. We, we have a lantern, but we're not walking blindly. Amen. Our eyes have been opened. We're in darkness, but we also have light. Amen. We're walking in the light as he is the light, and he's guiding us to a destination. Amen. He hasn't brought us to this place and, and, and decided, you know what, I'll just give up. No, he has got a destination in mind. He has got a purpose in mind. For every one of you in here, he has a purpose in mind. He has a destination in mind. And listen, the darkness does not, amen, determine your destination. The light determines your destination. The darkness does not determine who you are. The light determines who you are. The darkness did not determine whether you die or whether you live. The light determines that. Hallelujah. 
God is the light. And you know, I, I found as I was looking at this, and now we know this story, and I, I just want to bring it back to your members. God's light is a light to his people, but it's darkness to their enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. L- listen, I'm just going to forewarn you, get your joy shoes on. This ain't the service to kick back and relax. No, we're on a flight. Amen. Exodus 14 and verse 9 said, The angel of God which went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood between them, behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these so that no one came near one or the other all the night. Hallelujah. This angel of God is your light, but it's the darkness to your enemy. He knows how to give you light, but he knows how to confuse your enemy. He knows how to give you light, but he knows how to defeat your enemy. He knows how to give you light, but he knows how to take your enemy down and bring him into the position and place he was called to be. This light is illuminating you, but it's darkness to your foe. Hallelujah. You know, the devil usually starts that little flare. Brother Branham says, but watch it. He tries to cut off every move of God. Every time he'll do that, and he's still the same devil, uses the same techniques as he did in the old days, still using them today. If we could only read the Old Testament, then we would learn the tactics of the devil and how he does it. So we found out he had power, and that power was death. All right, that power is death, but he had no power beyond that. Just death ends his power. Then beyond death, but beyond death, faith sees God's resurrection. Amen. There's a light that carries on beyond death. Amen. There's a light that illuminates the believer to believe there's something more than death. Come on now. This faith sees God's resurrection after the faith, after the devil's end of the power of death and he's finished and the devil can do no more. But after death, faith sees a resurrection. God a resurrection. That's the power of faith to believe. And, and it said when he says standing over behind the dark cloud that you can't see with your natural eyes, but faith directs you to look beyond the clouds. Come on now, look behind that dark cloud and you will see, you may not see it with your natural eye, but faith is standing there to direct you to the God of resurrection, the God of all wisdom who has ordained your path and he's standing just behind every trial. This God is standing behind every trial. He is trying to tell you tonight, just keep walking. The next step you don't know might be your victory. The next step might be, though, it may be over with. It may be done with. It may be finished with. But whatever you do, don't stop. Keep walking. Keep moving towards it. Put a well body before you and begin to walk towards it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says, oh, I love that, don't you? This God has ordained our path. So if he's ordained it, he's got enough to light it up. 
And he's got enough to lead you and guide you. He's not going to let you fall off a cliff somewhere. To know that Peter said that every trial is worth, is worth more to us than gold for his working. He said every son that cometh to God. He said, you know, it must be scores or tried or chastised. He said if you get a little heartache after you get born again, a little trial to upset you somewhere, and you run back into the world again, it shows you wasn't a child to begin with. You're an illegitimate child, not a child of God. But if a man once anchors his heart against the heart of Calvary, all devils in hell will never shake him no more. He's there. Didn't mean you wouldn't have trials. Didn't mean you wouldn't have heartaches. Doesn't mean you wouldn't be tempted, but you're there. Amen, you're there. Amen, it won't shake him. Notice, he, for he that cannot cha- stand chastisement is an illegitimate child. He claims God to be his father when he's not. Just tossed about by every wind of doctrine, not stable. Don't know where you're going, double-minded, a lot of times double-tongued. And don't know where you're standing or what you're talking about. Then a man that's been born again of the Spirit of God knows exactly where he's at. He said, see, by faith, he sees God no matter what he's in. You may not see him with these eyes tonight, but you can see him by the lamp. By the faith, amen. Listen to this. He said that how that faith compounded Pharaoh, how Pharaoh raised up Joseph right in his castle, fed him, gave him the best, made a good strong man out of him, lived 120 years. That devil raising up the child of God to do the work of God, how God pulled the wool right over his eyes right at that time. We find out that the children of Israel, how that they were led into this trap, no way at all ever to get through it. Dark, there laid the Red Sea, the mountains on either side, Pharaoh's army behind them, thousands and time thousands of armored men come chasing right up look like God led them right into a trap you know we find out that God sometimes leads us into a great thing into what looks like a trap or what looks like destruction but it is only to show his power and his glory to deliver us Amen. Then we is that what not what happened to them they didn't have enough light to know they was fixing to hit a red sea No, the Red Sea just came before them. They didn't realize what was happening until they got there. Amen. Amen. But God already knew the Red Sea was there. He already knew your sickness was there. He already knew your trial was there. He already knew your temptation was there. He already knows all about it. He may not show you, but he's given you the chance to show him you have the faith to believe no matter what's going on. We find out, we find out that he told him to take a staff in his hand and raise his hands and go forward. And the pillar of fire that was leaving that great Shekinah glory, there in them was a form or a pillar of fire going before them, turned and went back behind to the Egyptians coming. It became darkness but it give light to Israel. He said the very plan of salvation of God, when a man shuts his heart up against God's plan, he becomes in darkness. God is away, his past finding out. But when a man rejects light, there's nothing else but darkness. Same way it is now. Sinner friend of mine tonight, when you spurn love, you must stand in judgment. No way out of it. God gives you love first, offers it to you first, but you spurn it, then it's judgment. But notice the host of Pharaoh who had seen the supernatural done, but they disbelieved it and they shut up their compassion to it and they rejected it and they started out to even slay the ones that God was working with 
Listen to this now. A beautiful type of what's happening here in America, though what is going to happen in America one of these days, the very program that for years they've tried to tag them on all kinds of things, call them crazy, call them holy rollers, all kinds of names. They shut up their lights to them. But thanks be to God, the great pillar of fire is leading this church right on. Amen. The very same light that made a path for Israel to walk in blinded the eyes of Pharaoh. The very same waters of judgment that drowned the whole world saved Noah and his family. The very Holy Ghost that you laugh at and make fun of and the power of divine healing will take the church in a rapture one day. Amen. It'll take the church in the rapture one day and leave you here to go through the judgment. Think of it. What a day it'll be when you spurn the mercy. And then Jesus said, they'll say, give us some of your oil and say, go buy. And while they were gone to try to buy, the bridegroom come. He goes on down. We get down to it here. Moses went forth packing his rod and we find out that the Red Sea opened because a mighty wind followed that fire. That light of God. When men walk in the light, then the wind follows. <laughs> Jesus said, Terry in Jerusalem, you can do with power on high. They waited for the light and the wind came. Amen. They walked in the light till the wind began to blow. Just step in the light tonight if you're outside of Christ. The winds will come back again like they were on the day of Pentecost. Just keep walking in the light. He said, notice the children of Israel walked across the Red Sea. Not only, they wasn't in mud, they was in dry ground walking in light. That's the trouble with the church. You're so loaded down, you can't walk light. Uh-oh, he changed it on us. Amen. You're so loaded down, you can't walk light. Got too many things on you, too much hanging around. Paul said, let us lay aside every weight. Amen. Right now is the time to lay aside bitterness. And unbelief. And your own ideas. And your own consciousness. How you think this service is going to go? How you think tomorrow is going to be? And how you can't, he said, don't worry about tomorrow. Leave it for itself. Today has enough trouble. Let's worry about right now in this service. Right now, what is God going to do in this service? How many lives are going to be healed in this service? How many lives are going to be delivered in this service? How many is going to be changed in this service? How many is going to be moved by the Spirit of God in this service? Come on now. Amen. This is what he said. We got too many things hanging on us. He said, you need to walk light. Light-footed. Walk in the light, light-footed. What is the service for? Why does the word come? To shine light. And it shines light on you and it illuminates things that ought not be there. That's the time not to get mad about it. That's the time to shake them off. Amen. Because God has enough thought of you. Amen. You know, if we quit looking at it as somebody studied this so they could take their sermon out of this, maybe God anointed a man. Amen. Because he had you in his mind. Think about that. Amen, that kind of turns a little different table on the devil and what he tries to tell in our minds. He's so quick to minimize everything else, to minimize the moving of the spirit, move, minimize the vindication, minimize the word, and maximize our excuses. 
Amen. And, he, and we got all kind of excuse why I didn't get it here and why this didn't happen here and why this. I was preaching to the young people there in Ohio and I brought out the man who laid at the pool of Bethesda and he's laying there for 38 years. He didn't have to lay there for 38 years, but he's laying. You know why? Because he had excuses. Amen. Jesus knew this and he comes to him and he asks him this question, do you want to be healed? Now, you'd think that would be an obvious answer to that because a man been laying there 38 years, but what did he say? He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He said, I, I would, but I have nobody to take me to the pool. I would, but I, someone, I try to get there, somebody's already in the pool, and I have no one to, and all kind of excuses begin to flow out of his life. Why I can't get it? Why it can't be? Why it ain't for me? Why this and why that? Amen, take your whys out of it. Amen. Take your excuses out of it tonight and say, God, illuminate my life so I can shake off the heavy burdens and shake off the things of this world and become light-footed, walking in the light. Walk in the light, light-footed. He said, do you, do you ever walk when you go down the street singing? Feel my way every day with love as I walk with the heavenly dove. Let me go all the while with a song and a smile. Feel my way every day with love. Wow. You ever walk like that, light-footed? Well, I remember the night when I first got saved. Went back to a little old shed. I never did pray in my life. But I was going to write Jesus a letter and tack it on a tree so he could find it. I didn't know how to pray. I thought he'd pass by that tree sometimes. And he'd see my letter, what a dirty guy I was and how low down and how unworthy. If he's a man, he'd talk like a man. But I, I didn't know how to talk. And I knelt down one day in an old grass sack on that old wet shed. And I began to pull my finger. I said, Mr. Jesus, would you come here just a minute? I want to talk to you. Amen. But he came. That's the main thing. He said, I think if we'd quit rhyming our prayers and trying to tease somebody's ears and pray from the depths of our heart like an old-fashioned sinner ought to repent and pray, God will hear us. Too much of this put on Pharisee. I told you the other day what Pharisee means. An actor to put many Pharisees. Quit putting on. Quit putting on. I don't like that stuff. Be what you are. Be original. God knows what you are anyhow. You're only acting before somebody else. He knows what you are originally. Notice, they were light-footed. He said, I remember when the Lord forgave me. I felt like a million pounds went off of my back. And I never even touched a step going towards the house. I don't know nothing about shouting. I wish I could have that experience again right now. Hello, somebody. Amen. How many wishes they could have that same experience again? How many remembers when you first got saved? Amen. Was it a weight that come off of you? Was it a load that comes off of you? Amen. And all of a sudden, it seems like you ain't even touching the ground no more because the joy bells of heaven are ringing and, and the lights of God is illuminating and it's moving you from glory into glory. I wish I could feel like that again right now. Come on now, we can feel that way again right now. It would say, God, I need to feel that. I need you to come and shake off those heavy bands. 
Shake off those heavy bands. Shake off those things that has been holding you back and holding you down. And Amen. Taking your praise out and taking your joy out and taking the move of the Spirit out of your life. Shake it off. It ain't worth it. Shake it into the fire. Amen. Be like Paul on his way down to Rome. He had, a, he had authority of God to go down there and preach the gospel. And he gets off of a ship and he goes to gather some wood because they'd been out in the sea. And he's cold and he grabs some wood and a snake bites him. What did he do with that snake? He shook him off. Why? Because the word of God didn't fail. The word did tell him you're going to Rome. You're going to be there. And so he had enough faith in what God told him to shake the devil off. Amen. I can tell you the word of God has illuminated enough to let us know the bride is going in a rapture. I'm going in a rapture. I'm going in a body change. Hey, if I do go by the grave, I'm coming up again. I'm a winner either way, but I can tell you right now, if you got enough faith to believe that tonight, you can take that old snake that's been after you and shake him off. It's time some of you, let's, let's just build up a good old fire here tonight and shake off the old pride, shake off the old arrogance, shake off the old nonsense of the world and get in line with Jesus Christ. Hey, Brother Timothy, what are you, you know, lost your mind, yeah? Maybe I have. I know I have. I found the mind of Christ. I know where I'm standing tonight. On Sunday night, I had a, I had a hard time going to sleep up to about 1 o'clock in the morning and having a lot of pain in me and things going on. And I'm just one, you know, the devil's got all kind of wars going on in your mind. By 6 a.m., I was woken up. I was, I was awoke by a dream, and it was so real. I was fighting this thing when I come, come to myself. And it was, I was watching this big old giant buzzard that was flying. And it came down, and it came swarming to try to grab my neck and rip, a, rip my jugular vein out. And I'm waking up, and I'm pushing it off like that, and I'm fighting. Listen, that devil's real. Because, amen, he knew that there was a spooky spirit that was hanging around and was trying to rob somebody and rob joy and rob happiness and rob peace, rob a whole family, trying to do all kinds of stuff. And then now he's trying to come and torment me. Amen. And my wife, I told her about it and she sent me something, a real somebody had put together and said, you know, there's, there's one bird that always fights an eagle. It's called a crow. And this crow will come and it'll try to peck at that eagle and try to hit at that eagle and it'll actually get on him and try to ride him. He said, but that eagle don't strive with the crow. He don't hit back at the crow. All that eagle knows is just set its wings. And it starts rising. And as it rises higher, the crow might be fighting. It just keeps flopping its wing. Keeps moving in the presence of God. Because it knows sooner or later it's going to get so high, the crow's going to fall off. Because the crow was not built for that atmosphere, but the eagle was built to be there. Hallelujah. Amen. You might have come in here with a lot of crows on your back. Amen. Trying to torment you and pull at you. I say fly high. Fly into the heavenlies. Fly into the atmospheres of God. And those things will fall off of you. And you'll walk out of here with joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, ELT. We're not built for the earth. We're not some earthbound creature. We're not some earthbound chicken. 
I'm not preaching to chickens. I'm preaching to eagles that were born for the sky, that were born to rise above the pressures of this world and the lies of Satan. Time y'all start walking light-footed toward the promise. Amen. (laughs) They were light-footed. I'm getting a little light-footed myself. Mercy, Jesus. I went. He said, I'll never make, forget it. My heart could touch the steps. He said, May make, he said, I, he said, My, I wish I could have an experience again like that. I'll, I'd make up before that time. I know something had happened. And I went in and grabbed my songbook. Mother said, what's the matter? I said, I don't know. I grabbed my Bible. I couldn't even read. I was too nervous, happy. She said, what's the matter? I don't know. I slipped out the door. There was these big railroad tracks around behind our house. I run down the railroad tracks. I jumped in the air just as hard as I could, trying to give vent to the feeling that I had. Oh, what a time. He said, that's for every man and woman tonight. Hello, that's for every man and woman tonight who's never experienced Christ Jesus, the freedom of the forgiven sin, walking light-footed. Hallelujah. Don't get scared. Hallelujah means praise our God. He's worthy of all praise. Walking light-footed. Delivered. Set free. Here they were walking light-footed. Brother Branham says, here comes those pretenders behind him. Listen to how he places them. Here comes those pretenders behind them. Them fellas coming along, these Egyptians all loaded down. Because we find out that their wheels broke off and they drowned. Amen. What didn't I, you know what God did? He scared them horses. Them horses knew they was wrong. They knew, I love this, (laughs) them horses knew they were doing wrong. They knew they were packing a bunch of sinners across that path. Why do you, don't, don't we even have horse sense? They knew they were wrong. There was an old mule packing a backslidden prophet one time. He got scared of the angel of God because he could see the angel. Amen. These horses knew they were doing wrong, and that makes it right. Amen. He says, well, that makes it, and, and these horses knew they were doing wrong, the Bible said, and that makes it right. The Bible said, the Bible said that he frightened Pharaoh's horses. They were so long going, they didn't know, but the horses knew more than they did. The same road that carried Israel, the follow the light, following God, carried them to perfect victory. It's the same road that killed the Egyptians and drowned them in the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Amen. The same pathway that we're on, this Laodicean age that we're on, this place that we're at. Amen. God has opened up the Red Sea. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. It don't seem to be no way for a body change, but God's making a way. It don't seem to be no way for people to be healed by cancer, but God's making a way. There don't seem to be no way that anybody's going to be saved, but God's making a way. And he's made this way for your victory. And he's made this way for Satan's defeat. He has invited them into this place. He's allowed them to come into this realm for their defeat. <laughs> Pretenders. Listen to this. The same road carried one and killed one. He said, I believe they went through there in the spirit. 
Hello. He said, I believe they went through the Red Sea in the Spirit. He said, you know, that's what's the matter with the church today. It don't get in the Spirit enough. We're too much in ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'll just get out of yourself long enough. <laughs> get out of your feelings long enough. Get out of your pride long enough. Get out of yourself long enough. I was hearing one little girl's testimony. I may have told this Sunday. I told it to somebody. I may have told it to Sunday, but I'm going to tell it. If I did, I'm going to tell it Wednesday. I don't care. Listen to Brother Jeremy Schreiner's testimonies of his children. One of Brother Jason's said she wanted to have deliverance. She had complexes. She said that she's seen all these other kids dancing over their enemy, and she desired it so for herself. She said all of a sudden, I don't remember the whole story, but all I know, she said, all I know is I ended up out in the aisle, and I'm shouting the victory, and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I got there. I'm looking at my feet and saying, how are they doing this? said, I was just going. And, and she said, you know, it didn't end there. She said, the services ended. We got in the car and we went to the hotel the next morning. My sister got to singing one of them songs of victory. And the next thing I know, it got in my feet again. She said, I tore that hotel room up all over again. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we can get the flesh out of the shoes and get the Holy Ghost in the shoes. Come on, if we can get ourselves out of ourselves and get the Holy Ghost poured in there enough, amen, there'll be something taking place. Well, you know how our church is. We have a regular routine. Direct quote, who cares about your routine? I wish you would get out of the routine long enough to get saved anyhow. Get saved. Get out of the routine. We don't care about the routine. Get in the spirit of God. Amen. He said a one prophet one time got all stirred up because somebody came to him. And it wasn't right for him to come. And he got his righteous indignation up. You know what he did? Before the spirit came on him, he got to singing some good old songs. Got some music going on. Then he got in the spirit and began to see things. He saw vision. I tell you, brother, life will look a lot different when the church gets in the spirit and gets out of itself and the routine you're in. Hallelujah. Lay aside those weights. Lay aside those things that are holding you back. Give time for an old-fashioned, heartfelt pouring out to the Lord Jesus until the Holy Ghost pours back into your soul and you'll get beside yourself. Maybe you can't be with yourself and Jesus. You got to find out you're the biggest enemy you got. Oh, the devil wants to point. Well, that's the enemy. And that one said this, and that one said that. No, yourself is the biggest enemy you got. Yourself keeps you from getting what yourself should have needed. Amen. 
lay aside those weights. See, they started on light-footed, feeling wonderful. They were following the pillar of fire, going, God going before them. And when he cut away through the Red Sea, she's walled up. And they got on the other side, got back to earth again, their feet back on the ground. They looked around after the spirit went off them, and they seen what happened. And here it come all over again. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you think one service ought to be this and another service ought to be? Let's let it be how the Spirit wants it to be. Amen. Let's let God be going to get moving our midst. And all of a sudden, we see the enemy slain around us. Amen. It ought to stir something on the inside of us. It ought to cause something to take off, something to go. He said, that's what happened. He said, they saw their enemy dead all around them. And the Spirit started moving again. Yes, sir, Miriam, tambourine and all. She got so excited, she grabbed a tambourine and began to beat that tambourine and dance. The daughters of Israel followed her up down the banks, beating the tambourine and dancing. If that ain't an old-fashioned Pentecostal camp meeting, I've never seen one in my life. Brother, if this is the latter rain, that must have been the former rain. Hallelujah. What is it? The same Holy Ghost, the same pillar of fire, the same Redeemer, walking in the light, moving on. What a time. What a time. What a time. I love that when we come out of a service and say, what a time. God moved among us. He said, listen, he said, when the great shepherd was smitten, that great sheep shepherd, when he was smitten back there, and he said, it is finished. At that minute, as soon as the shepherd was smitten, it was over with. Sin was settled. There was no more sin. They were clean. The penalty was paid. The believers whose names were written on the book of life, predestinated from the foundation of the world, it was finished. The very minute Jesus said it was finished. So listen, you are dealing with a finished enemy. Your healing is already done. Your deliverance is already done. How can you say that? Because he said it's finished. It's over with. The great shepherd had came down for his sheep and it was finished. God's right hand was pulled out of his bosom, smitten. Then on Easter he returned and he raised up again to his bosom and extended down to you and I in the form of his word to redeem us back to the original garden from which sin took us from. He said, no wonder the mountains jumped and shouted on that day. No wonder the sun hid his face and screamed for joy. No wonder all nature broke loose and winds shook and shook and shook and joyed and jumped. They seen the prophet shepherd on the mountain redeem every name that was in the book of life. Hallelujah. And not only that, they seen that their own nature was also redeemed. Oh God, if it can make an earth shout, it can make the sun shout, if it can make trees shout and jump for joy, what it ought to do for the living creatures of Almighty God that were placed upon this earth to be born in the image of God? It ought to make something on the inside of us when we look back and we see our enemies dead and we catch a glimpse of our name written in the book. Hallelujah. Why are you going to make it? Because my name's written. Why are you going to be there? Because my name's written. Why are you still overcoming? Because my name's been written down. And there ain't enough devil eraser to take it off. He said, I've seen joy jumping spells and joy spells, but there was nobody hurt. 
the mountains rung out, the sun went down, everything, but nobody was hurt. I've seen meetings where the power of God was revealed to the people that they were free from the world and the things of the world. Hello. Free from the world and things of the world. And the joy of the Lord filled the congregation. They stood and screamed and cried and shouted at the top of their voice for the glory of God. I never did see anything disorderly. There was always right and order because they had recognized their name was written in the Lamb's book of life. And that prophet, shepherd prophet, had brought them the message and they were delivered. No matter what the other ecclesiastical realm said about it, ecclesiastical realm said it, they knew what had happened. That's why it doesn't matter what anybody says about my joy. Because I know what happened. Exactly right, Brother Joe. It ain't their joy. It's mine. It ain't their peace, it's mine. It ain't their love, it's mine. It ain't their compassion, it's mine. It ain't their Holy Ghost, it's mine. But if they'll ever get a hold of some of it, it'll do the same thing. It'll move in them, it'll cause the joy bells of heaven to ring out in their soul, and things begin to pop and shake. Things begin to move. Amen. Limbs begin to come up and give praise to Almighty God. Amen. Why? Because they now, see, they wasn't some old trodden down, nobody. The devil been trying to tell them all their life. The devil been trying to tell them it wasn't for them and they couldn't make it and they wasn't going to make it. And if they tried, they might as well quit because when they're going to they're quit just sooner or later. You're going to quit. Sooner or later, you're going to give up. Sooner or later, you're going to stop. Sooner or later, this, that, and the other. Shut up, devil. Hallelujah. You've called me all kinds of names. You've called me every kind of thing in the book. And one day that might have been who I was. But today, that's not who I am. I have seen what God called me. Wrote in the Lamb's book of life. He called me victorious. He called me an overcomer. He called me delivered. He called me healed. He said it was done. Let me, let, me read, let me read this one. He goes on down. He starts talking about those who are on the road to Emmaus. He said they had just witnessed one of the greatest things that had ever happened, the greatest thing that had ever happened in history of mankind. They witnessed a man go up to the old rugged cross and be nailed and die. And say it's finished. Laid in a tomb. They'd heard the words that he had spoke. Destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it up. I have power to lay my life down. And I have power to raise it up again. But all of that left them. Here they found themselves. In a place of darkness. In a place of confusion. In a place of something had taken place. And they couldn't understand it. And they they didn't know. They didn't know. You know. What, what's, what, 
how's this going to all work out now? We, we thought he was going to be this, and we thought he was going to be that, and we thought for sure this was going to happen, and it didn't happen. And their minds all on other, all kinds of things, of things that didn't work out according to them. Yeah. And according to them, it was all darkness. It was all bitterness. It was all hurt. It was all this or that and the other. But all of a sudden, as they're talking about him, here steps one out of the bushes. And he just kind of joins himself to their company. And he begins to talk with him. He said, why are you so sad? Why, why are you so, so sad? Why, what is going on that you're, you're so down in the dumps about? Well, are you not from here? Have you, have you not heard how, how, how this happened? They go to explaining all of this. And he starts going back to all the way back in history. But not does he begin to explain all the things that went on, the prophets that spoke about it, and he brought them all the way down to where present time. See, God's not interested in leaving you in history. He wants to bring light to now. And so he brings it to this point, and, and the Bible says he started to go on as he made as he would go on, and they, they grabbed a hold of him, they pulled and said, no, come inside. And he come inside, and, and he began to speak to him, and, and the Bible said he began to break bread as he, as he did. We know what that had to be. I mean, there was only one that could break a piece of bread and another piece of pier. Amen. He broke the bread and a miracle took place. And the, and the Bible says, I got to hear, their eyes were open. All of a sudden, the word became a light to their path. And Brother Branham said they got real light-footed. Because they realized they wasn't dealing now with a God of history or a God of yesterday or a God that was in the grave. They now had a God that arose from the grave. And they, and they realized that if he rose from the grave, he was the God of the resurrection. So if he was the God of the resurrection and they would have, and God would be their God, then that made them part of the resurrection. And he said, if anybody ought to be light-footed in this day that we're living in, he said, don't, why are you worried about it? Why are you, he said, you know what, you're going to get to the other side and you're going to say these when you look back and you see what you went through. And you're going to, he said, you're going to look back and you're going to say, why did I fear? I missed out on so much joy right there. Wow. Amen. When we look back and we see God was right there all the time and he was walking with us and he was talking with us and he was explaining himself. Oh God, let our eyes come open tonight. Amen. We have a risen, resurrected Christ among us. Our eyes ought not to be down and disheartened and on this problem and that situation. Our eyes ought to turn to a resurrected Christ. And if he's a resurrected Christ today and you are a resurrected people and you know the God that brought you out of sin and he brought you out of darkness and he brought you out of denominational system he brought you out of everything the devil tried to set a trap for you he brought you through and if he brought you to now he'll take you all the way it ought to make you light footed and put joy shoes on your feet to know God's with me and God's leading me and God's guiding me amen I might have lost this one or this one might have walked away but my God is with me My God is with me. We go through a few scriptures. We bring this down. Isaiah 42 and verse 16. I back up. Psalms 112 and 4. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. Because God is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Isaiah 42 and 16 said, I will bring the blind by a way they knew not. 
I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Micah 7 and verse 8, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. That ought to put some joy in somebody's heart. You may feel like you're falling, but oh, you need to look at that enemy and say, enemy, I'm going to rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Hallelujah. Luke 1 and 78 says, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give us light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Psalms 18 and verse 28, For thou will light my candle. If your candle's lit this evening, who lit it? Thou will light my candle. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God I have leaped over a wall. Oh, I was getting light-footed. That enemy had surrounded you and built a wall around you. He had put a troop all the way around you. He had tried to keep you hemmed in and said this is all you could ever be. You'd never amount to nothing. But God is my light. And he illuminated my path where I could run through that troop. And I could leap over that wall and jump into his arms of victory. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust him. For who is God, save the Lord? For who is a rock, save our God? It is God that girdeth me as strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet. That means fast. Fleet of foot. Hallelujah. I done told you the devil don't know who he's missing with, messing with. He's going to get his hide run slap over. He's going to try to put up one last blockade from this body taking the change, and it's going to leave tread marks all over him. <laughs> oh, brother Ed. It won't say Goodyear. It won't say Firestone. It'll say the grace of the living God. It'll say the power of the living God. It'll say God is for me. Who can be against me? And it run right over his hide. Amen. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me up on my high places. He teaches my hand to war so that the bow of steel is broken by my arm. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation and thy right hand is holding me up and thy gentleness has made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps unto me that my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtake them. Taking them, neither did I turn again till they were all consumed. I have wounded them that they may, were not able to rise, and they are fallen under my feet. <laughs> For thou hast girded me with strength into the battle. Thou hast subdued unto me those that rose up against me. Thou hast also given me the necks of my enemy, that I might destroy them that hate me. Who are you talking about, Brother Timothy? The devil. I'm talking about somebody. I'm talking about the devil. (laughs) 
2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So we have the death, but we have the life. The resurrection for we which live are always delivered unto the death for Jesus' sake. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith according as written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that the abundance of grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of Lord of God for which cause we faint not but through our outward man perish yet the inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding internal weight of glory while we look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal We found out the grave was a temporary grave, but the resurrection is an eternal resurrection. Your former life was a temporary life, but the new life is a a resurrected life. It's an eternal life that is burning on the inside of you. I'll tell you what, and I'm going to end right here with this. Got a lot more things here, but Sunday I was speaking on the spark, and I went to uh, went to out to eat with Brother Derek and his wife in Shreveport. They needed to pick up some things for their shop that opened on Monday, and here they were sitting at the restaurant with two of their daughters, Sister Rebecca and Sister Anna, and we're waiting. I don't know if we was waiting on our food, got our food. I don't remember, but. All of a sudden, I started hearing a song, and I started hearing Sister Rebecca Adams actually sing, There Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold This Body Down. And I thought, what in the world? They're playing Christian music in here? And Because, uh, you know, it had been country music or whatever. I hadn't really been paying, paying attention to what was going on. And I, I'm trying to, and all of a sudden, he kind of went away from me, and I looked. Brother Derek was talking to his wife, said, Did y'all, did y'all, did y'all see that light flash? Did y'all see that light flash? And Sister Rebecca said, I believe she acknowledged, said, yes, I saw it. And, she, and so they saw, I thought it was mom's phone. She's like, no, what? Y'all saw a light? It wasn't my phone. I, was, I, I hadn't turned my flashlight on, but I realized something was taking place. The, the, the spark, the resurrecting power is among us. Amen. And I know God had done some powerful things that evening. And, but I, I think God's wanting to do more than just all that. 
I got to thinking about that. There was a song our brother Philip sang and his family there. There ain't no grave. They had the same song kind of, but it's a little different type. Said there ain't no grave going to hold this body down. Then it says, since you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. And no, I'm telling you today, it started rolling through me as I begin to study this on being light-footed as these men begin to realize there's a resurrected Christ among us. It ain't a dead living creed. It ain't a dead God. It ain't a God of history. It ain't a God of yesterday or a God of tomorrow. It's a God of right now. Hallelujah, you ought to put some joy shoes on somebody's feet. Amen, just make them light-footed when they shake off those heavy bands and they shake off that spirit of nervousness and fear and they begin to realize God is a God of resurrection and if he walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Hallelujah, I'm in here tonight say, God, you walked out, I'm walking out. Because you walked out, I can walk out. Because you overcame, I'm an overcomer. Because you defeated that devil, I can rise above him. I can rise above him. Is there anybody ready to take your grave clothes off and say, devil, you held me here long enough? Woo, I said it Sunday, I'll say it again. Lazarus, come forth. Get out of that dead formal condition. Get out of that situation you're in. Amen. And you walk out of that grave, there's a voice that'll loose you of all your past, loose you of all your past failures. There's a light here that'll defeat every dark spirit, every buzzard. Hallelujah. There's a buzzard that's trying to come down and rip some of your necks out. But there's a power that is going to push him back. Come on, you can walk out of that depression. You can walk out of that anxiety. You can walk out. There's a resurrected Christ among us. How can I? His word said I could. His word said I could take another step. His word said I could take another step. You keep walking. You keep walking until you hear walls coming down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's some people here that needs to walk. Get out of it. Get out of your cold formalism. Get out of your ideas and your passions and your pride and the things that went around you and held you for years and years. I'm through with it, devil. I'm through with it, devil. I'm walking with Jesus. I'm walking with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm walking with Jesus. I seen the spirit of the Lord hit you on Sunday. Amen. I'm walking with Jesus. The devil's trying to put you in graves. He's trying to hold you down. But there ain't no grave. I said there ain't no grave. It's going to hold this body down. There ain't no grave of pornography. There ain't no grave of pride. There ain't no grave of fear. There ain't no grave of anxiety. There ain't no grave of what, what, what are people going to think? Walk out of it. I'm free. Why are you free? Because the word said I am. Brother Philip, come on. Sing that song. Mercy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on now. Let's walk out. We heard it the other night. Walk out. He said you could. Why? Why can you walk out? Because he said. 
He called my name. <laughs> Could you imagine old Lazarus down there about four days' journey? All of a sudden, somebody just called my name. I know who that is. That wasn't just a voice of some mere mortal man. I know who that is because I've seen him in the power and glory. I've seen him heal the sick. I've seen him raise the dead. I've seen him do signs of what I know who that is. And that voice began to woo him and call him out of a grave. He come walking all bound, all stiff and all, all starchy. <laughs> all dead. Dead, decayed matter all over him. But inside of him there was life. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You may feel all dead and starchy and decayed, but inside of you, there's life. And there's also a word, there's a light that says, loose him and let him go. We heard it Saturday night. Woman, thou art loose. Hallelujah. I read it. I read it the next morning out of Romans 7. And Paul goes into the, the woman who's bound to her husband by the law. He said the only way she's released is if her husband is dead. He said when he's dead, then she's released from the law. I'm here to tell you, your former husband, your former slave master, your former one that beat you night after night and night after night and you wanted to be free and you wanted all of a sudden a light fell down. And it destroyed that suicide spirit and it destroyed the devil and it told you who you are. You're a warrior. That's who you are, bride of Jesus Christ. You're a warrior. He taught my hand to war. He taught me to believe. He said I could, oh God. He said I could believe. He said all things are possible. Why are you acting the way you are? Because he said I could. Amen. And ain't no devil going to put his clamp on what God did for me. And now God set me free. Because of my God, he walked out of a grave. I'm walking too. Hallelujah. Shame is a prison as cruel as a grave. Shame is a robber and he's come to take my name. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Oh, love is a power where my freedom song is found, cause there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down.
walk out of the grave, I'm a walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm a walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm a walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm a walking too. Out of the grave, I'm a walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm a walking too. I'm gonna rise up out of the ground Oh, cause there ain't no grave It's gonna hold this body
my enemies scatter Cause they know the battle is done Oh, and if my God is strong I know the victory is already won Oh, he died And he rose up on the third
Hallelujah, hallelujah. And God is my everything.
buried in the sea of forgetfulness. Well, thank you and thank you, Jesus, for the grace you've given us. Oh, from